Okay. Hello. And good morning and Kalimera and Kunjani and Dumalang and I don't know all that other fun stuff. Um, as Dave so kindly said, I'm Andrew and I'm married to Mandy. She's the one who makes me famous. Um, we have three wonderful children, Joshua, Daniel and Anna Faith. Uh, well, they're not children anymore. They, they're bigger than, well, not Anna, but the boys are bigger than me, uh, 26 and 27. Mandy sends her greetings from Joburg. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to say, uh, forgive me now. The, the guy who came into fellowship whose wife gave him food? <laughs> Brian. Brian. Huh? Oh, Johan. Johan. Forgive me, Johan. Uh, but Mandy did that to me too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, really. I, I didn't want to go to church. I wasn't interested in church or anything like that. And she'd come to an alpha course. I said, Ugh, okay, how long is it? She said, 12 weeks. I said, oh, you insane. I've been to church 12 times in my life. Now you're asking me to give up 12 weeks. So you know what she said to me? I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> and at the time, there was, because the, you know, all restaurants closed early in Joburg. Well, at the time, we go back to last century a little bit, you know. But there was only one restaurant, and as Dave mentioned, I'm, I'm Greek Cypriot, uh, a Greek restaurant called the Greek Sizzler. And she says, I'll tell you what, I'll take you to the Greek Sizzler every Wednesday night after Alpha Course. Yeah, and here we are, like 20-something years later, and uh, yeah. So guys, your wives know more than you do, huh? <laughs> Yeah, but, but it really is a privilege to be here again. Thank you, Dave and Cole, for having me. And over the weekend, met some amazing people. Um, this is an incredible place. You know, uh, sitting on Friday night with, uh, with the men and then with the youth and then yesterday morning with uh, the more seasoned folks, let's put it that way, and just hearing the history and the stuff. And I mean... Uh, I come here, and it's, I don't know, I have spoken here a few times, so many of you may know me already, but it feels like coming home. It really does. It's a wonderful community. And uh, when we were in the prayer room this morning, this isn't uh, what I wanted to, I have a message as well, don't worry, but uh, I'm taking some license here, Dave. The scripture the Lord laid on my heart is, I kind of felt something dropping to my heart that we need to change the narrative change the way we, we speak, change the way we, we, we think in terms of what's going on in our lives and in our nation specifically. And I don't mean to diminish load shedding, water shedding, politics and finance and economy, and that's not what I'm saying. But listen, this is the scripture the Lord dropped into my heart. It's uh, Psalm 68, verse 35. God, you are awesome in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. We're in, the, we're in the sanctuary, and God will give you strength as we kind of face some of the stuff we face in our nation. So I just kind of wanted to, to start there and say, um, let's, let's take... Uh, I'm just going to... Well, God's here, but I just want to pray. Holy Spirit, would you come and have your way this morning? Would you move in power over this place? You're welcome here, Spirit of God. 
Thank you for being with us. Thank you for worship, for fellowship, for welcoming people into family, for blessing children. And what a privilege. Have your way this morning. So I want to speak a little bit this morning about hearing God, hearing the voice of God, specifically in terms of how we hear him and how, uh, how it relates maybe to our calling and, and what he's calling us to. So can I, you know, is hearing God kind of like fine-tuning a radio? Because I know there's some young people here that go, I don't know what that means because you just click on your iPhone and it goes. But back in the day, you had a radio and you used to tune the dial, you know, go to like 94.7 or 5 FM and then you had to move the aerial. Is that how we hear from God? Um, or is it a kind of shot in the dark, hit and miss thing? And people have always been fascinated with the idea of hearing the voice of God. And lots of people have heard the voice of God. I mean, if we just look to Scripture, Abraham heard the voice of God telling him to, to leave his own country and go. Joshua heard the voice of God telling him to lead his people into the promised land. Gideon heard the voice of God um, through the angel calling um, calling him a mighty man of valor. Sam, Samuel heard the voice of God when he was a child, calling his name. Mary, the mother of Jesus, heard the voice of God, telling her she was going to give birth to the Son of God. Paul heard the voice of God on the road to Damascus. John heard the voice of God through the sound of the trumpet, the trumpet, sorry, um, saying, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So, you know, lots of people have heard the voice of God in many different ways, through the trumpet, through the angels, through the still small voice. And, and, I mean, God even spoke to one funny little man named Balaam through a donkey. And uh, I'm sure many of us know that story. So God isn't limited to how he speaks to us. Um, and if he spoke to people through Scripture, um, all those people I just told you about, um, I'm convinced that he still speaks to people today. He does, to men and women today. And he can speak and does speak to you and to me. And you know why I can say that? Because the Bible told me so. Yeah? Hebrews 13, 8 says, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he spoke to people then, he's going to speak to people now. Are you with me? Okay, because I can belabor this point. I just want to make sure that you, you agree. Otherwise, I'll have to... Are we, are we okay? All right. So why do we need to hear the voice of God? And I mean, we all have our own reason. I know I need to hear the voice of God. I need to hear the voice of God for my own life, for my own direction, for my own calling, for, my, my, the, for affirmation, um, for conviction, for direction, you know. And uh, I know I need to hear the voice of God in my life. And, and I've only, because when, when we say the voice, it's like you're hearing my voice. We sometimes have different expectations of this. And I want to say... Um, I've been a Christian, been in ministry since last century, okay? Uh, but I can only recall one time where I'm convinced I heard the audible voice of the Lord, okay? And, you know, I, we, we the, went through a difficult financial patch um, for a change. No one else, no, no one in PE goes through those, hey? There's lots of bucks down here. All right, so you act all fine. But in Joburg, it's hard, you know. And we were, we were having, we, we, like we had planted the church, and I'd, I was in the restaurant industry. We had sold our businesses, and, and things were really difficult. And a friend of mine, close friend of mine who's, who's very wealthy, said, 
listen, I believe this is what God's called you to, and I want to I wanna support you. And they were supporting us for, for four years as a family. They were making up about 25% of our needs every month. That's, that's big, huh? So anyway, things are, we, we're still battling, we're struggling, and we just had a couple of really tough months. And I can, I can tell you where I was driving. I can tell you exactly where I was when he phoned. I have a car kit, okay, so I wasn't breaking the law. I didn't pick up the phone, I said, yeah, like Dave. Just my car's a lot smaller. When I grow up and I'm a big person, when I become an adult, I'll get a Fortuna, but in, you know. But he picked up the phone, and this is a wonderful, loving man who loves the Lord, and he said, listen, Andy, um, I really have a sense that the Lord's calling me to redirect my giving um, to somewhere else. So you need to know that you know, we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm kind of giving you two months to make arrangements. And things were tight, eh? You know, like when you open the cupboard and there's like just the salty crack. There isn't even anything to put on it, you know? And you're like, and I was like that gut punch, you know, when you, that horrible thing happens. And I started weep, I was driving, I was weeping before the Lord. I put on worship and I was worshiping. And I can tell you, I was driving along this main road, and, I, and, and there's like a yield onto Christian Devet where we stay. Which, you know, as I came into that yield, I was looking at the traffic, and not a word of a lie, I, I can say it's the only time I've heard the voice of the Lord. And he, you know what he said to me? He said to me, no longer will you be obligated to man. And that man just changed everything. The voice of God changes everything, okay? So, so I didn't then all of a sudden get an SMS and someone had put 50 grand in my account. But it changed something in me. And we actually have that on our, on our, on our books in our church. Our auditors know. At the top of our, our the Excel spreadsheets and, I don't know, all the clever accountants, how they do the books, it actually says, no longer will we be obligated to man because God is our provider. And, and it... it Listen, that was 15, 20 years ago. I don't know however long ago it was. And it's not like we haven't had financial struggles to then. But, but that voice changed something in me that it wasn't like my Achilles heel. You know? Um, and, and listen, we, we, want, we want to have that. And, and often we think we want to hear the voice of God, and it's like thunderbolt and lightning, you know? Very, very frightening. Queen song, eh? Yeah. No. Oh, this is why I need to stick to my notes, guys. So you know, it's like little things that pop into my head, you know. Anyway, <laughs> um, let me get back here. Where was I? Okay. So, you know, the most common way of, that I've heard the Lord over, over my walk with him has been through gentle promptings, through an impression, through someone coming and saying, hey, Andy, this is what I'm thinking. Or, you know, this is, what do you, and, and it just, that's how I've heard him. That um, miracle of the quiet, gentle whisper. But, but we, are, we live in an age where we actually want to get a WhatsApp. Huh? God's calling me to something. You know? Well, when I get the WhatsApp, listen, God says that. <laughs> I don't know. Those have never, you know, when someone sends me a God says that, it's not normally that accurate. But. Let's just take a moment to, to think of Elijah. And uh, 1 Kings 19 says this. 
Then he was told, go stand on the mountain at attention before God. God will pass by. A hurricane wind whipped through the mountains and shattered the rocks before God. But God wasn't, in, wasn't to be found in the wind. After the wind was an earthquake, but God wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake was the fire, but God wasn't in the fire. After the fire, you see it? A quiet, a quiet, sorry, a gentle and quiet whisper. So are you listening for that? You want to hear, we want to hear the voice of God. We want to get direction. We want to go, okay, Lord, what are you, what are you saying? And we want, to, we want sky writing. You want like a plane to fly and write it in the sky. And you go, okay, that's God. Or you want you know, someone from the front to say, this is what God's saying. Well, then it must be God. But actually, no. When we're hearing God for ourselves, it's that, it is a miracle of that quiet, gentle whisper that you just hear and you know that you know that it's God speaking to you. So are you present and paying attention to hear that whisper? And I mean, we want to hear, we want to hear God for all sorts of reasons, don't we? You know? Um, hopefully it's not for the lotto numbers. You know, but we want to hear God. Like, how can I make money? How can I sort this out? How can I sort that out? You know, and over, over years of ministry and working with leaders and people and other churches and all sorts of things, one of the most common questions I hear from people and from leaders is, I want to know what my calling is. What's my calling? What has God got for me specifically? What has he got for my life? What is he calling me to do specifically? Okay? So I'm going to get to that in, in a bit, if you just indulge me a little bit, because I think as Christians, we all have a uh, what's the word now? It's gone out of my head. Uh, a combined or a calling that all Christians are called to. Like it's normative for all Christians to fulfill this. You know, you don't have to ask Jesus, should I be praying for the sick? Or should I be caring for the poor? You know, you, don't, you actually don't need to ask him that. Should I be feeding the hungry? You know, if you're walking with a big McDonald's burger and you've got two in your hand and you see a person starving and you normally eat two, you don't have to pray to God and say, should I, give this, should I feed this starving person? Just feed them. That's what we're called to. So, so here's a couple of scriptures pulled together in terms of uh, if you want to hear what God's saying for your life specifically. Let's fulfill this first, and then we can get to specifics. But here we go. There's a couple of scriptures. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Yes? All Christians. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always and to the very end of an age. Yes? All Christians. We're all called to that. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world, or the end of the earth. All Christians. Jesus said, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Okay, so, so if you're looking for specifics this morning, and, and uh, we're going to pray that, that God begins to speak to us, uh, or, or maybe he has spoken and that he affirms callings. But if you've heard nothing um, from the Lord, you haven't heard his voice and you're a Christian, well, there it is. Okay. But once, 
once you begin to walk this out, the specifics begin to work themselves out. It's kind of like as you, as you step into this thing, then all of a sudden the Lord says, but you know what, Andrew, you're not gifted to be a worship leader. And I know I've applied like five times in our church and the guys keep going, no, we're okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, if you can hear my voice, it's probably not a good idea that I sing publicly. Um, but God will speak to you specifically because you know what? He doesn't make clones. He makes children. He doesn't have little robots. He has children and you are his son or his daughter. And if you have kids, uh, you know they are completely different. Same parents, same food, same school, same discipline structure, same way you raise them, and they are completely, they're like completely different human beings. Well, we are God's children. So he will speak to you specifically as you go about what he is calling you to, or what he has for your life, because you are his unique child. There are specifics, okay? And we are called to use those specific God-given talents and abilities to make the most of our lives and live for his glory because it is about Jesus. Yeah? Okay? So, okay, that's my introduction. Strap in. Okay, I have a good three-point sermon and each three points have got four points in them. Okay, so I don't know if you want to take notes or something. Okay, so here are a few elements <laughs> to hearing his voice and his leading. His voice and calling is unique to you. It's not the same for everyone. Okay? We are all different. So don't try and live someone else's calling. Don't try and live what someone else is doing. And don't compare because your calling is unique and specific to you. Okay? So there's the general calling that I kind of laid out. We all call to pray for the sick, raise the dead, and all that fun stuff. Okay? But for you specifically, his voice and calling is for you, all right? And there are certain preconditions because he's created us differently, like having the right talents, the right skills, the right, the right abilities. Like I said, he's not going to call me to lead worship. He's not. Do you know what I mean? It's not part of my... I would love to play the guitar. You know, my dad took me to see Queen when I was 13 at the Sun City Super Bowl. And I watched that show and I was like, man, I'm going to play the guitar. I've bought like four guitars and given four guitars away in my life, okay? Because God helped me. I can't get this hand to do this and this hand to do this at the same time. It wants to do this. I do not have the cord to like do it. To see. I have a midline crossing problem. My hands want to do, you know, I can't pet and rub at the same. It just doesn't work, Okay. But you can hear yeah, I can talk nonsense. Eh? I can, but anyway, okay, so, so, so God is not going to call you to something that you're not gifted in or you're not talented to. But look, he can equip you. I understand that. All right? But you'll find what he calls you to will be enjoyable. You'll enjoy it. It'll be fulfilling. You know, like remember, what's his name from Chariots of Fire, Eric Little? He said, when I run, I feel the pleasure of God. That's the deal. Like when you hear God's voice and he says, hey, Dave, I want you to do this. When you do that, you feel the pleasure of God. He's not going to call you kind of completely out of your comfort zone. Well, okay, sometimes he does. All right, but 
it'll be enjoyable. And you know what? In spite of difficulties and struggles and frustrations, you'll still feel his pleasure and it'll be enjoyable. And then, this is not always easy. Hearing the voice of God and fulfilling your calling can be difficult. It does, it does complicate life sometimes. You know, because like uh, our friend, if you, if you know who Samuel Kiston is, he's also one of the national guys. Uh, he said it at a conference one in Harip years ago. This might not be the most theologically correct statement, but it's been quite true in my experience. And he said, you know, there's a devil on every level. Because you know what? When you step into what God calls you to, there's opposition. There's another team on the field playing against you. And sometimes it is difficult. Okay? But it's our... I don't like the word duty. Duty is a horrible word. But it's, we sh- it's something we should as Christians press into to go, what is God saying for me specifically? How do I hear his voice in this thing? So here's... Uh, a few lights that are maybe signposts to hearing the voice of God, okay? Firstly, his voice is never going to contradict Scripture. If God's voice is saying, no, okay, let me, I'm not even going to go there because, you know, you might, some people might have some of these things going on. But don't try justifying something that is against God's perfect will. He, his voice will never contradict his word. And the Bible in Isaiah 5, Uh, 5.20 says this, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. To those who put darkness before light. That kind of speaks into that for me. Like, woe to those who put evil before good. God is not going to call you to something that contradicts his word or something that is going to hurt people or something that is wrong. So scripture is one of the signposts. One of the signposts is the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. It's an impression, a perception inside of you. You know when you just know it in your knower? And we're not talking about that guy on a boat. You know? Anyone had that? Eh? Like where you just know this to be true. And you know that it's the Lord. Romans 8.16, Paul says this. God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we are. That's the deal. God touches us and confirms something in us. And we know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. You know, I, I, like Dave said, I'm, I come from a Cypriot background, so I grew up Greek Orthodox. I never spoke about my faith. And I, I, even when, I, when I, I came into evangelical faith, I gave my life to Jesus and whatever the case, I never spoke about my faith because faith, your faith is a private deal. You don't talk about your faith. Yeah, and then, (laughs) I get baptized, Costa was there and some of the guys, and the Holy Spirit whispered something in me and he said, no, no, you need to talk about this. You need to talk about what I've done in your life. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I had to tell someone something and I went to that first person and when I told that first person, then there were three, then there were five, and then our, our church, within 18 months, it just grew into a church and Willow Hill was planted. You know, I had to press in 
I had to do some, some work. I had to struggle. I had to read. I had to study. But I knew that God had called me to something. You know? And as I walked in it, there was fruit in it. One of the other signposts is the fellowship of trusted believers. We need to hear with a trusted group of people. You know, Jesus said we're two or three are gathered. When you hear from God, you need to have your two or three to make sure that you can kind of test the word. You go, listen, is this what God is saying? People who have no agenda. Do you know what I mean? People who don't have an agenda, who just love you for who you are and want to see you come into the fullness of God's glory and God's purposes for your life without any, well, hopefully you'll join my church and tithe, which is a good thing. Please join, if you come to Joburg, join Willow Hill and tithe. Yeah, that's a good thing, okay? But, but, it's, but it's scriptural. I mean, Acts 15, and I've, I've kind of pulled uh, uh, some phrases out of, out of three verses. Acts 15, 22 says, The apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some. Yeah? Fellowship of believers. Verse, verse uh, 25. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you. Did you hear it? It wasn't, it wasn't someone standing and going, okay, off you go, whatever. We heard together the fellowship of believers. And verse 28, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. So in this thing of hearing the voice of God, it's important that we have a fellowship of people around us. We hear through Scripture, we hear through the promptings of the Spirit of God, and we hear through believers but there's also another level of that, because we might have heard that, because that's been taught lots of times over the years. But another level of this thing is, what about following outward circumstances? Okay, just stay with me. Albert Einstein said, when the solution is simple, God is answering. I'll say it again. When the solution is simple, God is answering. Okay, one more time just in case someone fell asleep. When the solution is simple, God is answering. I like that. So, so there's a flow and an ease. And, and like with the river, sometimes you, you, you follow a river, like the Vaal River now is overflowing. Sorry, there's too much water in Joburg. I wish we could send down some down here. But the, the banks are overflowing. And in some places, it's just flowing like this huge, magnificent body of water. And in some places, it's going over uh, rapids and stuff. And, and that's, the, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. There's this, the circumstances, there's a flow in the right direction. doesn't mean that it's not going to be rocky and difficult in some places, okay? But the current takes you along. Listen to John 10.4. It says this, When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Okay, we are his sheep, yes? Okay. He goes ahead of them. So, so the leading of God will always open a way. If God's voice is spoken, he will make a way. That's what the scripture is saying. Did you notice the expression, he goes ahead and the sheep follow? Yeah? Doesn't that indicate to you that he goes and opens the way and we follow in that way. And that's when we, we live into our calling and, and what, he's, what he's calling us to. Uh, and, and, and our purposes, sorry. You know, it's never a sign of divine leading when we insist on pushing through and making our own way. I don't know, I've been doing this a long time. Eh? 
Okay, not a long time like Dave. I mean, but I mean, it's it's been a while. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Dave, but it is it is never a sign of His divine leading when we insist on on opening the doors ourselves when we have our own way and then we we push through and it's obstacles and you know we kick down doors, you know, opposing this whole thing because if the Lord goes before you, He makes a way. And I understand there's opposition, but so often I've seen people trying to kick down and hammer down doors all the time in their lives, eh? and they're going, no, no, Satan's, Satan's opposing God's will for my life. And I'm going, yeah, are you sure it's God's will for your life? Because he goes before us. And I understand there are difficulties. Please, you know, there's the tension of the kingdom. Sometimes there is opposition and we do need to push in. But too often we're trying to get our own way. We actually haven't heard the voice of God. And we're going, this is what I want to see happening. And you know what? It's not a sign of his divine leading. Because if there's divine leading, Jesus says in John 15, 16, that there will be kingdom fruit. If God is leading it, he calls you to bear fruit. Kingdom fruit, yeah? With his leading, there should be some kingdom fruit. John 15, 16, you didn't choose me, I chose you and appointed you to go, and you read it there, is it there? Huh? Bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So let me ask you, how fruity is your life? No, I mean, you know, I'm living in my calling. Well, how fruity is your life? You know, God's told me to do this. Well, how fruity is this thing? Kingdom fruit, eternal fruit, fruit that will last. Okay? So everyone's still with me? Okay. Now when you say amen, you just encourage me to carry on, eh? Okay, so. James, Jesus' brother, says to us, James 1, 19 to 25, Dear, brother, dear brothers and sisters, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. Your anger can never make things right in God's, uh, in God's sight. So get rid of the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the message God has planted in your hearts for that is strong enough to save your souls. Now the Greek word there is dechomai, and it means to accept, but it's, it's almost like a, a, a hospitality if you look at the original text, like you welcome people into your home. You welcome God's word, you welcome his voice to speak into your life. There's a hospitality element to the meaning of that word. Okay? Like, Lord, come in. There's an attitude of acceptance. Come into my home. You know, I come into Dave and Carl's home and I feel welcome. I go to, David, uh, to, to Gavin Karen's home and I feel welcome. You know, if I come to your house and I feel free to open the fridge and make myself a cup of coffee, then I'm family. If I come to your home and I'm, I don't want to open your fridge, then I feel like a visitor. Feel like a family with these people, but that's kind of that's that's the meaning of this word, uh, this hospitality, and receiving the word. We need to receive it, and and you can compare it to kind of planting a seed, like the the parable of the sower. You know, some fell on the rocky soil, some on this soil and that soil, and some fell on fertile soil. So when you hear the voice of God, is it going to fall on fertile soil in your life and in your heart? Because you can plant the same seed in different locations and get a very different result. Yeah? So God could have been speaking to you for years on the same thing, but it's not falling on fertile soil in your heart and it's not taking root. So are you paying attention? Are you welcoming his word? 
those miracles, those gentle whispers, those promptings. And I know even as I'm speaking now, Holy Spirit is speaking to folks this morning. We need to prepare our hearts. We need to be prepared to receive his voice and his word. Because for me, it's life-changing when we hear his voice. Okay, I'm almost done. I'm gonna, I, I want to give you four hearing aids to hearing his voice. Okay, and then we're going to pray. So if you want to hear his voice, you need to be quiet. Out of that passage out of James, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Because when I'm talking, I'm not listening. Yeah? I wonder how often God is standing there with me going, Andrew, hey, hey. Andrew, wait, let me just listen. Come on. Because I'm always talking. I, for me, because that's, that's how I am. I talk all the time. <laughs> Kevin smiling. Spent some time with him yesterday. I'm sure he needed to sleep last night. But, you know, but I've got to discipline myself and say, quieten down and listen. You know, so we need to be quiet. You know, I, I, I think as I was preparing for this morning, I, for myself, I wonder how many times God is just trying to get a, a word in edgewise. You know, because so, ministry is important. Life is important. I've got stuff to do. But we need to be quiet. So that's the first thing. Out of that passage, we need to be calm, slow to become angry. Because he has a fact for you, folks. When you're angry, you don't listen. Anybody? Huh? It's hard to listen when you cross. You know, when you're upset, when you're uptight, when you, when you are like that, you are emotionally defensive and you don't listen. Okay? A relaxed attitude increases our receptiveness to the Lord. You know, you could have come this morning and you rushed in here frantically, you were late, and what are the potholes? I've never noticed potholes. You must come to Joburg. Those aren't potholes. Those are... Those are blips in the road. But you rushed in here and someone was in your parking spot. And then you came in and someone was sitting in your chair. And then you're like, okay. And then we start worshiping. Okay, God, speak to me. Yeah, I know that's helpful. Eh? Oh, it's never worked in my life. So we need to be calm. We need to learn to be calm. We need to kind of go, why does God say be still and know that I'm God? Because being calm lowers your blood pressure, man. And you can hear. Anybody? Okay, we need to be clean. Okay, this one's maybe not as fun. Okay, get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. You want to hear the voice of God? You know, if you want God's voice to be heard by fertile soil in your heart and your life, you need to, be, you need to do some weeding before you do some seeding. You need to get rid of some stuff. You know, that, that word filth, interestingly enough, uh, from the Greek, ruparion, you know what it, it base, the basic translation of it is? Earwax. Get rid of the earwax so that you can hear the evil, the filth. Because sin blocks me from hearing the, word of, uh, the, 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 the voice of God. It plugs up the sound. It's like earwax in your ears. Get rid of the sin, the filth. Sin blocks me. Get rid of the evil, anything you know that isn't right in our lives. You know, when I come home, I love fishing, huh? And I come home, 
and I smell like trout and mud and whatever, man, he makes me take my shoes off before I come in the house. I've got to take the filth off before I walk into the house. That's the deal. Before you meet with God, before you want to hear his voice, take out the emotional and spiritual rubbish in your life. How do you do that? In community, in confession, in bringing it before God, in opening your life, in being vulnerable with one another and going, this is what I'm struggling with. Help me, Lord. Chat to your life group leaders. Chat to your whoever. And just go, man, I'm struggling with this thing. No one's going to hammer you with it because we've all got sin in our lives. No one here is going to go start throwing stones because, you know, he's without sin. Cast the first stone. We need to deal with our stuff. Confession. Let it cleanse us. And then lastly, humble ourselves. That word says, humbly accept the message God has planted in your life for it is strong enough to save your soul. Now, I know the, the, the passage is talking specifically about the Word of God, but I think we can use it in the context of the voice of God. If we humbly accept the voice of God speaking to us, then I'll be ready to do anything He tells me. Yeah? If I accept it humbly. Ready to do whatever He says. Because you know what? We all think God's voice is going to tell us to get out there and make big bucks, be a great preacher. Lead thousands of souls to the Lord. Yeah, 100%. Good stuff. Uh, word of God's going to tell me to sort out my wife, you know? Yeah? No, no. Hmm. Funny story. I'm, I'm praying for mans, and we're going through a difficult patch in our marriage, the one, and I'm like, Lord, yeah, you've got to sort out this woman, and you know, whatever the case is. And I'm like, no, no, that's okay. I think the Lord is looking down going, yeah, all right. So I'm, I'm walking through Creston. I walk past Kumbuks, and they're selling, like, you know, Kumbuks, one of, the, one of those big stands, a Stormy or Martin book called The Power of the Praying Husband. I walked straight in, and I bought it. I said, I'm going to sort her out. Sort her out now. I've got The Power of the Praying Husband. You know what it was about? It was about me sorting myself out to make me a better husband. I said, this is not what I want. I'm a good husband. Sort my wife out. And the Lord said, no, no, sort yourself out. So... Sometimes the voice of God calls us to, what if, what if God said, listen, I want you to rock up at half past seven and set out chairs at Fountain? No, no. I don't have the gift of setting out chairs. Well, someone, someone did it. Yeah? What if the voice of God says, you know what? Go clean the toilets at Fountain. Because you don't know. Because when you listen to that voice and you clean and you turn around, you don't know who's going to be in that bathroom or who you're going to encounter or if there's a divine appointment or if God's going to do something miraculous because he's the God of the miraculous. It doesn't matter what you do. We all get to play. We all get to do this thing. So those are the four spiritual hearing aids. Be quiet, be calm, be clean, and be humble. And this morning I pray that you would hear the compelling force of God's voice calling you into your purposes. May every ambition of your life, may every desire of life, every outlook be blotted out and extinguished until only one thing remains. I'm separated for the gospel. I'm separated for the gospel. So I want us to pray. Is that okay? I know we've kind of been going a bit. Is that all right, Dave? I want us to pray Take a few moments. But before we pray, 
I've, I've shared a whole lot of stuff. Like I said, 16-point sermon, you know. Before I pray, I want to ask you some questions. First, do you believe that God will guide you? Okay, these three people in the front. Everyone else? Okay. Do you believe that God can speak to you? Okay. Will you take these next few moments to listen for his divine voice with me? Okay. And when you hear it, will you commit to it? Will you obey without question to what he's saying? No, see, now only one person said yes. Because you're actually scared of what he's going to say, hey? I told you, he's not going to call you into something that is, that, that's, that's not going to fulfill you. It's going to give you more purpose than you've ever had before when you hear that voice. Okay? Is that all right? Okay. So I don't know what you do in this church. If you sit, if you pray, if you lie on the floor, if you stand, just do whatever you feel comfortable to do, and let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you speak to your people? Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. And as you feel the, the weight of the manifest presence of God come in this place and rest on you, quieten your heart, just be calm. Don't worry about the chicken in the oven and what's happening later today. Just be present to him in this moment. Be quiet. Be calm. Holy Spirit, speak to your people. Speak to your people. Man, sometimes silence is uncomfortable, but just quiet, just take the discipline to quieten your mind and focus on Jesus. And as he drops a word into your into your heart, remember we gotta we gotta accept it. There's a hospitality thing involved in this. It's like we accept it. Lord, would you speak to your people this morning? Come, Holy Spirit. Let us hear your voice. Speak to your people. Come, Lord. We welcome your presence. It's in your, in your heart, in your mind to say, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, let me hear your voice. Father, let me hear the miracle of your gentle whisper. 
Lord, what is my next step? Lord, what are you calling me to? Lord, how do I make this decision? Phil, there might even be some folks here who have some amazing gifts, talents, and abilities, and God's put his finger on them because you haven't been using them for his glory and for his kingdom. And I feel like he's, he's saying, I gave you those gifts. I gave you those abilities. Not for you, for me to advance my kingdom. Come, Lord. Maybe if the worship team or someone, I don't know how it works here, but someone can come up and, because I feel that, that God is speaking here, but, I, but like the sense I have is that we need to, um, the, the picture I have in my mind is there are seeds planted in fertile soil and, the, and, and like it's open, the seed drops in, but we need to just close the hole so that that plant can take root. So if you're feeling that, that God is, um, is speaking to you this morning about something, and you'd like for us to just pray that he would give you the courage and the strength and that it would take root in fertile soil, whatever it is he's speaking to you in this moment, I want to ask you to maybe come up and we can just, just pray for you. And just bless you and just bless what God is saying to you. So come, Holy Spirit, in this place. Speak to your people's hearts, Lord, as we cry out to you. If, if you feel the Lord's done with you and you want to move off, that's, that's okay. But don't leave without doing your business with God. Lord, would you have your way? Would you move in power over your people? Speak to our hearts and let your words fall on fertile soil.